this is a war machine rhino. What's up? This is TJP. This is a swing man, Johnny Swinger. This is Father James Mitchell. And you're listening to Total Nonstop Analysis. Total Nonstop Analysis. Total Nonstop Analysis. Total Nonstop Analysis, Daddy. What's good, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of Featured Friday, powered by Total Nonstop Analysis. This week, we are taking a look at TNA tag teams. Of course, last time on Featured Friday, we covered CM Punk, which was quite the episode. If you haven't already, please make sure to go back and check out our catalog on demand we have done featured Fridays on CM Punk, AJ Styles, Raven, and the stars of New Japan Pro Wrestling. This week, though, I do believe is probably the best in-ring show that we have done yet. Would y'all agree with that, KP and Davis? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We also covered CM Punk, though. No, 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 no. This is the best. As much as I'm a fan of CM Punk, these matches were a lot better than anything we saw of Punk and TNA. Like, that, okay, that, that, was, I, that, I was, maybe. that was Punk before he got good. You oh, he was still Punk. good, damn it. CM Punk is the best in the world always. Uh, I mean, why didn't he get blow up in his match with Darby then? Oh, Jesus. It's going to be one of those. <laughs> of course, like I said... This is Total Nonstop Analysis. I am your host, Carmen Michael, joined by my best friends, KP and Davis. And yes, best friends do like to bicker. Today, we are looking at three excellent tag team matches, all which happen to be for the TNA Tag Team Championships. Our first one is a two out of three falls match, which just so happened to be the fifth of a best of five series. So yes, you heard me right. A two out of three falls match was the deciding match out of a best of five series. This is between champions, motor city machine guns and challengers beer money from August 12th, 2010, the whole effing show edition of impact. Just a bit of a recap matches one and two were won by Beer Money, which were a ladder match and a street fight, respectively. Matches three and four were won by Motor City Machine Guns. And these were cage match and an ultimate X match. So a two out of three falls match seems to be the uh, least extreme out of these. And this is how we're closing the best of five series, all tied up two to two. This is a brilliant matchup that gets chance of this is wrestling and TNA before the first fall is even decided. Beer Money pick up the first fall with their combination suplex powerbomb that they call the DWI. The guns pick up the second fall with a combination crossbody neck breaker. It's now down to the final fall. Who is going to win? The pace really picks up after this. And surprisingly, we even see Bobby Roode hit a top rope senton to the floor. We go to commercial break and we return to Chance 
of match of the year. Shelly goes for a sliced bread onto Rude, but is caught by Storm, who then turns it into a double-team draping chinbreaker. With Shelly out of the ring, Beer Money go for the DWI once more, but Saban fights out. Storm goes for a super kick, but unfortunately for him, hits Bobby Rude. Saban and Shelly hit another crossbody neckbreaker onto Storm, who manages to kick out at two. They run it back one more time and finally pick up the pinfall victory to retain their titles. Much to the delight of the crowd as Pyro shoots off in celebration. This was one hell of a match. An excellent way to kick off our little series here. What'd y'all think of it? He didn't stop. It was like move after move or this and that, back and forth, back and forth. And I'm like, God damn, dudes. Which really is a theme of these matches <laughs> that I chose this week. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, I always knew, I always heard good things about beer money and that they were good. But damn, I didn't know that uh, they were this good. And yeah. that's one reason when I chose these matches... You know, I've said before that on Featured Friday, there's really not any rules. Because on our main show, we do everything in chronological order. We go through, we pick out the good, the bad, the ugly. We sit down, we watch the entire show, we take notes, we review. These shows are a little more loose. And just because, you know, I just want to show y'all that, you know, there's a lot of history here in TNA. I want to jump around and look throughout for things that, you know, if we keep going chronologically, it's going to be years before we would cover these matches. So I, I need y'all to see these. So that is why we're doing this. It's no knock on any of the tag team matches from earlier TNA or from, you know, 2008 and previous but these are three that really stuck out in my mind as being excellent tag team matches. So I feel like I had a good selection here. Oh yeah. You, you picked some of the, some really great matches. 100%. Overall, what would y'all give this match as far as a rating? Six beers and two cowboy hats out of 10. <laughs> uh I'll, I'll give it a solid seven out of ten. I will give it four dollars and fifty cents out of five beer monies in the bank. Our next match is a full metal mayhem match as Team 3D takes on the Hardys and Edge and Christian. Nah, I'm just fucking with you. It's the Wolves. The Wolves are still good though. <laughs> This not only serves as the finals of the tag team series, but also the final match before Team 3D gets inducted into the TNA Hall of Fame in Japan at Bound for Glory. There are two injuries that they do point out at the beginning of this match, as Davey Richards has a possible broken leg, which seems uh, rather unsafe to be having a ladder match with, and Devon with a possible torn groin. So, uh, not the safest of circumstances for them to be wrestling, but they're there nonetheless. The toys come out to play early with tables, ladders, and chairs. 
There's a crazy combo Enziguri German suplex onto two upright chairs from the Wolves onto Matt Hardy. Team 3D attempt a doomsday device on Matt, but are stopped by Eddie Edwards, who throws Devon down and takes his place on the top turnbuckle. Hardy, though, grabs Edwards in a superplex position on top of the shoulders of Bully Ray, and we get a pretty interesting Tower of Doom spot on the outside. Devon has placed a guardrail between the apron and the steel stairs. Davy Richards fights him back until Devon is on the guardrail himself. Davy climbs to the top, but is caught by Bully Ray. And after some fighting, eventually Bully ends up power bombing Davy over the top rope and onto the guardrail. All six men really give it all in this match. Weapons are scattered everywhere. The crowd is electric. On the outside, Jeff Hardy overturns a table upside down. And y'all know where this is going. I want to get y'all's thoughts on this here shortly. But on the outside, Jeff Hardy turns the table upside down. Legs extended. He puts it between the apron and the stairs. It's pretty much a reverse of what Devon had done earlier. So the table is upside down. The legs are up in the air. Hardy puts Bully Ray on the table. He climbs to the top rope and goes for a diving leg drop. And Bully Ray moves out of the way. Hardy crashes through the upside down table. What did y'all think of that spot? Uh, I didn't expect anything less than uh, I didn't expect anything less uh, less from him to do that. But yeah, it was it was a really sick spot. <laughs> I was a little concerned for him. Every time I'm just like, are you trying to kill yourself? Is that, is that, is that the whole plan here? The answer is yes. <laughs> the answer is always yes when it comes to Jeff Hardy. Imagine, imagine being Jeff, knowing that 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 you're about to do that. That your opponent's literally about. You know your opponent's going to move, and you know you literally have to jump up and leg drop through a table, <laughs> just by your own means. <laughs> Is this not something I would see myself doing? <laughs> oh come on, Carmen! You know you want, you're going to do it at the next show. Nah, I'm I'm good. I'm good. But like I said, this match is crazy. There's so many insane spots. I tried my best to take notes, but I mean, there's only so many notes you can take. Bully begins the climb to get the titles, but is quickly cut off by Eddie Edwards and Matt Hardy, who each set up a ladder next to his. Matt and Bully double team Eddie with dueling chops before throwing him off to the mat below. Bully and Matt fight for the titles, but both end up taking a tumble. Davey sees an opening, but is stopped by Matt Hardy, who takes him to the outside and hits a leg drop of his own off the ladder and through a table. Inside the ring, Bully Ray and Devon get an oversized ladder and are in control of Eddie Edwards. Team 3D go for the WhatsApp. But Jeff comes from the floor and pushes Devon off the top and through two tables onto the floor. 
While Bully is distracted, Eddie goes for the titles, but Bully regains his attention, flips the ladder over, and sends Eddie crashing to the floor below. Matt then drags Bully to the floor and places him on two tables to attempt a moonsault from the top rope and allow Jeff to climb the ladder. But he is stopped by Davey Richards. Davey then flips the ladder, sending Jeff tumbling off the ladder, out of the ring, and onto Bully Ray and through the two tables on the floor. Back in the ring, Davey Richards and Matt Hardy battle it out, but Matt gets powerbombed through a table by Eddie Edwards, and the Wolves retain their tag team titles. This was an excellent match, really one of the more underrated. I mean, I know it's not a table, ladders, and chairs match technically, but really an underrated TLC match. For me, I will give it a TLC+. plus which equates to an A. Yeah, it basically felt like uh, the, well, then the then Dudley's, but now Team 3D and Hardy's like, hey, remember when we did TLC? Let's do it again. <laughs> but yeah, just crazy spot, hardcore thing, this, that, the other, and I'm like, holy fuck. It was fucking wild, was it not? Yeah. I'm going to give it one table, one chair, one ladder, one steel guard rail and one crazy ass Jeff Hardy out of 20. Y'all's rating skills are fucking insane. I can't even keep up with this shit. Uh, There's no rules, baby. It's a hell of a fucking match. Uh, This is the first time I've seen uh, a wolves. This is my first ever match seeing them in had I'm aware of, but, uh, yeah, dude, they were fucking pretty great. I, uh, I, I came in expecting I'd like, you know, everybody else, but, uh, th- they ended up becoming one of my favorite parts of the match. There was some absolutely insane spots though in this, as I expected. I'm going to give it a solid four out of five because, uh, you know, four out of five, what? A solid four out of five uh, rules are, rules are necessary sign because you are getting a little ridiculous with these uh, rating scales. <laughs> you are no fun. What happened to the old KP? We go to our last match, and that is the Lucha Bros taking on LAX for the Impact Tag Team titles. This is from Homecoming 2019, a show that I'm quite familiar with, as I was in the crowd. This was the last show that Impact did at the historic Nashville Fairgrounds, a.k.a. the TNA Asylum. And man, I just... I couldn't say no to history. I invited a bunch of friends... And even though they all bailed on me last minute, I still went. And I still had the time of my life. Even by myself, it was fun. But as someone who wasn't watching Impact week to week at the time, I wasn't super familiar with LAX. Like, I knew their work. I knew of them. I'd seen them wrestle a handful of times on Impact. But... Nothing really clicked with me at the time. 
I was already a fan of the Lucha Bros from their time in Lucha Underground. But I got to say, this really changed my perspective of Santana and Ortiz. It just being there live and seeing this match. This was really my first time seeing what they could actually do in the ring. And I was very much impressed. This is the match that made me become a huge fan. And now that both teams are in AEW, I'm kind of excited to see if they uh, get paired back up at some point in the future. Especially now that Lucha Bros are the AEW tag champions. Book it for Arthur Ashe, please. September 22nd. Could you imagine the crowd losing their minds there? As the hometown boys of LAX won the titles. Could you imagine that? And then also uh, Eddie Kingston beats Miro for the TNT title. Bruh. The world couldn't handle it. The world could not handle it. I'd pop it. I'm not even from New York. (laughs) Before the match, Josh Matthews, who was on commentary, compares these two teams to Alabama and Clemson football, saying they are both the best in the game. And while we're here talking about commentary, what y'all think of Josh Matthews and old Don Callis behind the booth together? I think it worked pretty well. I mean, it wasn't no Don West and Mike Tanay, but it was still good. Yeah. Yeah, definitely wasn't wasn't as good as as the, you know, the originals, but... I think I, I think he I think uh, Matthews did fine. Before the match, the title belts get raised, and what do you know? There's my dumb face right to the right of the tag titles. <laughs> Couldn't help but notice it. <laughs> As the title belts gets lifted, you just see my head right next to the title with a big old goofy smile. <laughs> For those of you that watch this match or watch this pay-per-view back again. That's homecoming 2019. You will see me in my baseball hat and my black Southern honor wrestling t-shirt that sticks out like a sore thumb. You'll, you'll definitely see me, but Lucha bros start off the match on fire with dives and hit their finisher within the first minute, nearly winning the tag titles right off the bat. There are dueling Cerro, Miedo, and LAX chants. Penta and Phoenix hit the assisted suicide dive before Penta then hits a Tope Conheo on Santana and Ortiz. Josh Matthews, by this point, is already losing his voice just minutes into the match. And Josh, I feel you because I was too. This match was freaking insane, dude. It was Crazy from start to finish. There's chance of this is wrestling. All these guys fight forever. There's the crowd was so into this match. There's loads of offense. I mean, I'll ask y'all here in a second what your favorite spot from the match was. But like, just listen to this closing sequence. This is how the match ended. Santana and Ortiz hit a rolling cutter out of the corner onto Phoenix, who then turns around into a code breaker, who then turns around into a super kick, 
and then is hit with a double team winding suplex for LAX to pick up the pinfall and retain their championships. After the match, Conan comes to the ring to celebrate with all four men and everyone shakes hands as a sign of respect. There's just no words to explain how amazing this match is. Like, please, if you don't watch the other two matches, that's fine. Go out of your way to watch this. I don't know if there's an easy way to find it, but if you do have to just go to the whole pay-per-view, it's like the sixth match in, but it's worth all the fast-forwarding to watch this match. You absolutely need to watch this. LAX and Lucha Bros had quite the feud going on in Impact. They had several more matches. There's one match that I wanted to include in this, but I did want to keep it at three matches since these were kind of lengthy. And plus, I didn't want to have two matches from LAX and Lucha Bros in the same list. It just seemed a little unfair. But we'll be sure to watch those on our own just for funsies. But, I mean, it's so hard to keep up with everything that they're doing. They're moving so fast and hitting so many moves. Just, man... What's your favorite spot from the match, KP? Uh, easily the spot where Penta uh, jumped off of Phoenix, who was pinning, who was doing a pin attempt, and hit a Canadian destroyer. Uh, holy fuck. <laughs> I knew that was going to be yours because it was mine as well. <laughs> I, thought, I thought the part where, like, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I lost my shit when that happened. Like, I I was jumping up and down, my hands in the air, looking at strangers like, oh, my God, we're experiencing this together. <laughs> I think one of my favorite parts where Penta just, like, fucking throws Phoenix into LAX. Are you talking about that uh, that assisted suicide dive? Yes. Where just launches Penta, his ass. I don't feel like I did a great job explaining that earlier, but just so y'all know, we have LAX sitting on the ramp on the outside. (laughs) Penta then goes to the outside and stands in front of them. Phoenix hits the ropes, dives through for a suicide dive. Penta basically catches him and suplexes him over himself and into LAX. And it is insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. It's just crazy. Like, these yeah. teams have been on the top of their game for years now. Oh, yeah. Easily two of the best fucking tag teams ever. And and honestly, Ray Phoenix is, uh, like I was telling Kali when we was watching All Out, that, uh, you know, I've always had this belief that, you know, and everybody else, that, you know, Kenny Omega is the best wrestler in the world. But I was like, I don't fucking know, man. I think uh, Ray Phoenix may very well beat him. <laughs> I brought up the heresy during the pay-per-view that I think Ray Phoenix might be better than Rey Mysterio. You know, I I'm, would, I would have to be that. inclined to agree. I think obviously Rey Mysterio is going to have the longer lasting legacy. I feel like his impact on the business is always going to be a lot more yeah. as far as like just in ring ability. Yeah. 
like fucking Ray Phoenix all day, man. And, and then honestly, you, you know, there wouldn't have been a Ray Phoenix if there wasn't a Ray Mysterio. Like, yeah. Ray Mysterio paved the way for yeah. We got to give crazy luchadors. You, you got to give that to him. But honestly, if if Ray Phoenix had the spotlight that Ray Mysterio had, I think he would easily outdo Ray Mysterio in popularity and people say he's better. Tell no, not only tell. Yeah, and 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 no knock on Ray. I'm just saying. Uh, I, I mean, no knock on Mysterio. I'm just saying Phoenix is a fucking once in a lifetime, unbelievable, phenomenal talent that amazes me every time he steps in the ring. Something I also noticed: Santana and Ortiz were a lot more flippy back then. Yeah, I I agree. They seem to have calmed down a little bit, which I think they they actually talked about it on one of the AW Unrestricteds, where they've kind of chilled out a little bit and more of a you know more of a brawler type, and then a, you know, flippy. You know, they'll bring it out if need be. Yeah. But I bet if they if they got put in a match with with Lucha Brothers for like tag titles, I bet they'd go all out and bring back stuff like we'd see here. Would you say they'd go all out and switch into full gear? It'd be a revolution. Ah. And if they do, we'd have to get we'd have to make that match double or nothing. I see what y'all did there. <laughs> but all in all, like I said, please go out of your way to watch this match. All in all, I'm going to give it two out of two Conan sneakers. I'm going to give it five amazing Latinos out of five, because by the end of the match, there were five Latinos in the ring. So I'm giving it five amazing Latinos out of five. I'm giving it 10 of the best Jeff Hardy fans in the front row of impact out of 10. That's more like it there. I joined in with the fun. We all. Thank you, KP. See, you can't you can't have fun, KP. You know, it's not all about being, oh, I'm Dave Meltzer. It was seven stars. It was six stars. It was four stars. Listen, uh, look, um, um, the match was, um. Well, yes. Well, you see, uh, uh, the, uh, the, thing, the, the, the thing about the match is, uh, um, you know, originally, uh, uh, originally Lucha Brothers were scheduled to win, uh, but, 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 but plans change, you know? Plans change. I know, I know, I'll never understand how how Brian can sit through that and just like. <laughs> and meanwhile, on my motherfucking podcast, all I do is yell and bitch about every goddamn thing, and I I don't even know why I fucking watch TV anymore. I fucking hate everything that's on the fucking television. Yep. Although he did like Punk's uh, debut, though that was surprising. And then you have Jericho, uh, not and you're that. like. And you're like, what if aliens gave us COVID? <laughs> <laughs> and we'll talk about that here in a minute. But, you know, but first, but first, I got to say, uh, you know, have you, know, you ever love, had magic cereal breakfast? I would love to continue <laughs> this talk about your cancer treatment and we'll get right back to right back to it. But, you know, four out of five dentists agree. <laughs> It's, I think it's very obvious we love our wrestling podcasts. Oh, absolutely. 
Hey, n- nothing beats Aubrey and Tony Schiavone talking about, uh, literally openly talking about how Tony Schiavone uses Manscaped to shave his balls. <laughs> I, I, that's one of my favorite ones. They they talk about how TNT we're going to give them this podcast, and they're like, well, you know, try to behave, trying to go too far, and every other podcast is fuck this, fuck that. I remember I had stopped listening to the AEW podcast for like a couple weeks. And the next one I listened to, like within the first two minutes, Tony's like, and my co-host Aubrey Edwards, fucking bitch. (laughs) And I was like, what the fuck happened to the podcast? When they say unrestricted, they mean unrestricted. (laughs) I love it. But speaking of podcasts, while we do have you here, our next featured Friday will be covering the career of Jeff Hardy. Of course, I mentioned on the podcast here recently that Jeff Hardy's time in TNA would be coming to a close in 2005 after he no-showed the Turning Point pay-per-view. They would... uh keep him employed for a few more months into 2006, but he would never appear on TV again until much later. And we're going to take a look at that much later when we cover Jeff Hardy versus Kurt Angle versus Mr. Anderson from Bound for Glory 2010. We will also we will also be taking a look at Jeff Hardy versus Austin Aries Ah, from Turning Point 2012. And finally, we will be watching the final deletion. Oh, God, we're doing that already? We sure are. Oh, God. That's a great lineup, but my fingers were crossed for Jeff Hardy and Sting. You know, unfortunately, I don't believe there's enough for us to talk about with that match. Oh, I think we should come out with some some shit to say. But, but holy fuck, Final Deletion, yes! Oh God. I thought y'all might like that. <laughs> Just to switch things up, because again, there's no rules. So, yeah, no, we'll be covering... Skill. <laughs> we'll be covering those three Jeff Hardy matches next time on Featured Friday... Of course, you can check us out every Tuesday. Well, mostly every Tuesday for total nonstop analysis, where we will take a look at a TNA show from top to bottom and review it and give our thoughts. As always, you can check out all of our social media links in the description below. Be sure to share this podcast with a friend. Give it a like and a comment. It really helps the podcast grow. We want to thank you, and we appreciate each and every one of you who listens to the show. As always, I have been Carmen Michael. This has been KP and Davis, and you have been listening to Total Nonstop Analysis, Featured Featured Friday. Friday.